This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. Happy New Year. I hope you had a brilliant Christmas. Uh, Whatever that looked like, we know with children and teenagers, it doesn't always go smoothly. Um, But I hope no one was sick on you and no one burnt anything and uh, no one got awful presents. Or if you did, that you're feeling okay about those things. (laughs) Um, Either way, we are in a new year. It is a new start. Um, And it is a new season of the podcast. This is the what if season. We've decided to tackle some of the big questions that you guys ask us about your circumstances, your family circumstances, your children and young people, where you've come to us and said, hey, I really want to help my child connect with God and have a relationship with him. But what if? And then there's all sorts of things that that can go in there. um, And we just want to address those and talk to people who have experience, people who've done research and say, okay, are those things barriers to us connecting with God? Um, And if they are, what are some ways around them? What can we be doing differently? So we are super excited about this. Um, We haven't recorded the whole season. We've still got some spaces. So if you've got questions, if you've got people you'd like to recommend, please, please, please uh, do send us a message. We would love to hear from you. Also new for this year is our pop-up small groups. Now, We know small groups, home groups, house groups, whatever you call them, are brilliant. They are such a good way of building community and talking to people from your church, getting to know each other, praying together. But we also know as busy parents and carers that sometimes it's really hard to commit to those on a regular basis. It's hard to get babysitting. It's hard to get out on time. Sometimes we are just too tired and it's too hard (laughs) and so this year we are doing some pop-up small groups so there's no regular commitment it's not an ongoing thing there's just one every other month but we've taken some topics and some issues that you've asked us about and again found some people who can give us some input and some experience and the very first one is going to be on the 17th of January and it's all about talking to our kids about money I'm going to be joined by Jess Montaro from Cap UK. Uh, she's been on the podcast before. So if you remember that, um, she's brilliant, really passionate, really good way of explaining things. And just exploring this question of what do we say to our kids about money? How do we explore it with them? How do we teach them to be wise stewards and understand the value of money and the cost of living crisis and all those kind of things that are going on? So the way it's going to work is you can just watch from home. You can just rock up and we'll be on Facebook Live. So you can just go on to our Facebook page, Parenting for Faith BRF. Or what we'd love you to encourage you to do, if at all possible, is to gather with some other people. So that might be inviting one or two friends over to your house. It might be um, meeting up with a few others at church. Uh, If you can put it on a big screen at church, all the better. Or if you can gather around a TV screen or something like that, that would be brilliant. Um, But yes, you can watch it on your own and you could also uh, watch on your own, but then gather with people from church online afterwards. So just set up a Zoom call, something like that, so you can have a bit of a debrief because we want to give you some content. We want to chat to you about these things. But really, we want to make a space for community and for conversation. Uh, Because that's where the real learning and the growing happens. It's how you get to know each other better. It's something we really miss during the pandemic. And it's really important for us, for us getting support. 
and uh, for our children and their relationships as well. So do check that out. We'll pop a link in the show notes, pop up small groups. And the first one is on the 17th of Jan, talking to our kids about money. Uh, but I, we are going to go over now to my conversation with Ray Morfin. Now, Ray is an exceptional human being. Um, I can't do her justice, really, in this introduction. Uh, but she's the head of therapeutic support and the founder of the TLG Early Intervention Programme. She's a trained primary school teacher, trauma-informed coach, and she's also the author of TLG's Emotional First Aid Resources and their training course, as well as the Emotional Roller Coaster. And I wanted to talk to her about our children who've had challenging life experiences. So that might be ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, um, or just our kids who, for one reason or another, life has been a bit more of a struggle. Uh, That could be because of a medical condition. It could be because of parents um, and where they are and what's going on. It could be because of their learning. It could be all sorts of things. Um, But I wanted to ask her, what if our children have had challenging circumstances? Can they still have a relationship with God? What does that look like and how we can how can we support them? So over to Ray now. So I'm joined today by Ray Morfin. Ray, thank you so much for being with us. Could you start off by sharing a little bit about who you are and your background and what you're interested in? Yeah, sure, Anna. It's great to be with you today as well. Um, Yeah, so I lead... um, the therapeutic support at TLG, which is a charity called Transforming Lives for Good. Um, and a bit about me. So, yeah, I enjoy being creative. I'm married to Tim and we have three boys. So our eldest, Ben, is 21. And we have twin boys, Josh and Dan, who are 19. So you can imagine that household, 18 wow. years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we yeah have fun in life and faith in local church um, and within our charity supporting um, churches to get stuck in in um, getting alongside kids and young people who are struggling particularly in school and um, who are hungry during the holidays as well um, if that's what TLG supports uh, churches to do so very much um, passionate about supporting children. I went into teaching and started my career primary school teaching and then joined Tim who leads the charity um, because I began to see children struggling um, in the primary school and thought you know what just some some volunteers getting alongside and hearing out um, our kids can really make a difference having seen that from a tiny kind of teacher side of things but also as a parent when you've got others getting alongside your kids as well as you um how encouraging is that so yeah I guess you could say I'm passionate about supporting children my own journey is one of struggle in school I have dyslexia um and I've grown in knowledge and understanding as I've gone back to study in various ways around therapy to support children who struggle and really seek to understand them um, and how we can yeah, bring about a good childhood um, for the kids that are around us. So, yeah, I think that's what I'm most passionate about. It's amazing. It's amazing what uh, you do personally and TLG is a charity as well. If you're not familiar with them, we'll pop a link in the show notes. Do go and check out what they do and how you can get involved and support them. But you touched on a few things there about children and young people who struggle, children, and young people who've had 
challenging circumstances, a difficult time for all sorts of reasons. And so I'd love to just pick your brains really on um, if there's any parents or parents listening and that's their children, they've had some adverse childhood experiences or they've got real struggles going on at the moment. How can we support those children? Yeah, that's a big question, isn't it? It's Um, huge, absolutely huge. (laughs) And I know that there's so much research going on around how we can do that and what's going on. Even in the last 20 years, there's been much more understanding around brain development and what that means. Our classic view of behaviour is changing because what we're learning now is we're the way that we behave is basically a communication um, of need, of of survival, of wanting to um, attach and and be loved and um, supported. And so I think what we're learning is that when a child does go through adverse experiences when they're young, that it does in fact impact their brain development in a way that just means generally that a bit more, they're a bit more hypervigilant or a bit more aware of danger if that's something that they've had over and over again. And um, in various ways, it can be linked to medical, it can be linked to home life, community life. Um, but that means that they're maybe a bit more predisposed to just looking out for danger more. And so, in being aware of that, being aware that that means that some behaviours and some emotions can show themselves in all sorts of ways. Um, Then responding in a way that helps the brain grow and develop in ways to calm that kind of danger awareness. Um, Not to the point where we don't have it because we just were inbuilt with it. That's kind of how we're we're made. Um, But to a point where it can just mean that we can begin to navigate danger and our emotions and what's going on around us and relationships in a safe way and what we've found or what we're seeing is that safety and relational connection are key so if we're in families and we're seeking to connect well then we're in a good we're in a good start or in a good place to even repair stuff that's happened before and um, the other great thing is that there's, it's never too late. Our brains constantly develop all our lives. It might get slower, but it's there. So it's never too late to, to repair or to have another go uh, when we're supporting children and young people. And so creating warm, safe environments, considering um, rather than a sort of punitive response to behaviour, not that we shouldn't have boundaries because that's really important. Our no should be no and our yes should be yes. And there's a biblical um, precedence for that as well, isn't there? But there's a way to do it. There's a way of saying no while still staying connected rather than driving away disconnect. And particularly for children who've experienced trauma, that consistent, I'm here, I'm going to connect with you. I'm still going to say no, but know that we're in this together is a huge message that any one of us can bring to children that are struggling in that way. Do you know, that's so helpful. I think it's so encouraging because although it's not easy, it's very hard to do in the moment when you've got a child whose behaviour, you know, we as parents are finding challenging. Actually, what you're explaining is something that is, you know, we can all do. It's within our capabilities. It's, um, not something we need specialist training for. And I know we're going to link and and give some people some next steps where they can get more information. Um, But actually that just knowing that responding a little bit differently and 
providing that warm, safe, loving home can really have a difference. It's really encouraging. Um, and especially what you said about it not being too late. I think we can worry about, you know, what's happened earlier on, but that's really encouraging. And so what about their relationship with God? You know, some of these children, we think they've experienced some really difficult things or had had periods of challenge. Do, in your experience, do those experiences stop them from being able to have a relationship with God? Or is there anything we need to be aware of as parents when helping them connect with God? Yeah, so I think top line, I don't think it does stop children or anybody having a relationship with God. And I think, you know, my own experience, having had some adverse experiences myself, I've known what connection with God is and how, even despite some real punitive approaches in my upbringing in a Christian home, the love of God and the connection from him has actually been the thing that's helped me see and read my Bible quite in a different way um, around maybe God isn't quite as punitive as I was led to believe. Um, And I think that's the key. I think it's seeing that when Jesus walked on this earth, he came with compassion. He came in a way that was non-judgmental, actually, that was a, you know, if you've got, if you haven't got sin, you be the first one to throw the stone. And actually how we can all back away from that when Jesus' words. And I think when we concentrate on who Jesus is and what he brought and we are showing that and we're bringing that to our kids, um, then they can see themselves how they're drawn by God's kindness. It says God's kindness leads us to repentance to him, actually. And um, and so we're in good ground to talk about God's love and compassion and how he is, you know, he's done everything he can to repair the disconnect that we have with him. Um, how much more can we do that with each other and um, knowing that he's done the work first? Um, and it's a good bound, it's, you know, it's a good foundation it's a good place to begin is to see that because God is like that with us then we can be like that with him and so definitely there's total scope for children who have had real traumatic experiences to know God's care and to emphasize the gentleness the fruits of the spirit are interesting aren't they because they're love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness self-control and all of those things are what we you could say they're soft but they're also gritty and they're also strong to respond to those who have experienced trauma I love that gritty fruit of the spirit I'm going to take that away I've never heard it described like that and it's you're so right it's really true um and what about I guess for some people uh are going to be thinking about this not just as a parent or carer but in kind of their wider community so in their school or their church or their community and they're going to be children who've had difficult circumstances what can we all be doing to support those families and parents and carers and those children themselves yeah so I quite like um, Dan Hughes's approach in this and so he's um, Canadian I think um, and he is a child psychiatrist, but he's basically boiled it down to something that really fits for us and for me in terms of my walk with faith, as well as bringing support. And it's something called the PACE approach, which is playfulness, acceptance, curiosity, and empathy. And really, if we can kind of get along with that in our day-to-day, 
even when it's tough, like being a bit more curious or curious, even bringing a bit of playfulness in and and understanding, yeah, like if I had gone through certain circumstances, I probably would get a bit angry or, you know, sometimes we don't like the responses our children and young people are bringing. And, you know, the, the language might be choice at times. Yeah. Um, but remembering where it's come from, like in terms of that response, that gut response to something um, can help us to just pause a minute before we respond. And we will have things to say about behavior or language but actually just accepting yeah that they've had a tough time and I can just be here warm right now connect and then we can talk about the other stuff as we go like it's definitely we don't shelve any of that but connection first just connection first all the time if that's the first thing we can think and then into everything else but connection first then we're in good we're in good ground um, for supporting others. Yeah, I think that's that's the one thing to keep in mind, isn't it? But I like that acronym. That's really helpful. And we'll post a link to that as well. Because sometimes in the moment, it's it's those sort of things you can hang on to and think, okay, how can I approach this differently? What's I think for many of us, we have a learned response as adults, or you know maybe what we had modelled to us, what we've experienced of how to respond to some of those things. Um, but just recognising that there is a different way and uh, and trying to reach that. Thank you so much, Ray. That's been really helpful. Um, yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. And as usual, we like to end the podcast with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. This week's question is this. What were the biggest challenges Jesus faced as a child? What do you think were the biggest challenges Jesus faced as a child? Have a great conversation. We'll be back at the same time next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you.